32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted Sports Nutrition Advisors. Welcome to this week's edition of 32GI Sports Nutrition. I'm Mr. Active David Katz. We touched on it last week, post comrades. What an amazing comrades it was. What an incredibly tough comrades it was, specifically for our defending ladies champion, Caroline Vossman. But what a brave effort. It was absolutely incredible to see her in so much pain, a little bit dehydrated, cramp coming in. And she pushed on until she absolutely knew that Shanae Bossman had finally caught her and, and was going to win. But to still come back and finish second was was an incredible achievement caroline joins us and now she's been on with us before but caroline how did you fight through um you know it's funny but when you're in that sort of a situation you just do <laughs> like it, it wasn't great i was frustrated because my mind wanted to keep running and my cramps wouldn't allow me to keep running and but but it was never a question to me about quitting or giving up i knew that i was going to finish the race one way or another Caroline, that's one thing I love about you, and we've seen it. I mean, the the year you had in sort of 2015, winning two oceans, going to win Comrades. This year already, Omdi Dam, you retained the two oceans title. I mean, you were pretty close again at Comrades, but there's this this guts, this determination, this mental strength about you. And even though you were really struggling, and you must have been in a world of pain, that sort of pulled you through. Yeah, you know, I think that the mental strength has never really been the problem. And I've been fortunate in the past that my body hasn't let me down like that. So that was the most frustrating was when my mind like wasn't ready to give up, but my body wasn't allowing me to keep going. It, it was a very humbling experience. Were you sort of with it the whole time or was your mind starting to sort of take control and, and you weren't really able to? I mean, your body in the end... I don't know how you kept going. You actually looked more comfortable when you were running than walking. Yeah, you know, um, what was happening was I think I was still quite in control mentally of what was going on. And I knew that when I started cramping, I fell at one point when I tried to just override the cramps and keep running. And I was worried that if the cramps got too bad and I fell again, I wouldn't be able to get up. So um, whenever I felt cramps coming on, I just forced myself to go back into a walk, try and walk out the cramps, and then run for as long as I could run with, uh, before the next cramp came on. Caroline, where do you think it went wrong on race day? I mean, you were looking really good. You seemed like you were set. You had your sort of plan. And then in the last sort of 20-odd, 30 kilometers is when we finally saw you take sort of an extra walk break that didn't look like it was planned. Yeah, I, I'm not really sure exactly where, where it went wrong. I think um, before Fields Hill, I started to feel a little bit of discomfort in my legs, and but I just attributed that to the fact that I'd already run 60Ks, and I didn't take it too seriously. I just thought, you know what, of course you're going to be getting a little bit sore now. That's normal, and just keep going, push through it. And it was only really probably with about 12, 13 Ks to go when I cramped so badly that I fell onto the floor that I realized, wait, this is, this is something that you can't just keep running through. You can't ignore it. You need to change your strategy here. But 
One thing we, we noticed was, was when the cramp set in, and unfortunately with cramp, once it sets in, it's very hard to sort of take a step back and, and stop it getting worse or, or just at the level it is. But you were really trying to get nutrition in. You, t- you took in liquid when you can. You were using some of your 32 GI sports drink. Was that sort of running through your mind? Maybe if you get a bit of nutrition in, it's, it's going to allow you to keep going and push through the cramp? Well, look, I knew that the nutrition was important. I also um, missed a few of my bottles in the first part of the race, um, which I didn't think too much of at the time. But later on when I started cramping, I started thinking, you know, maybe I just didn't get enough electrolytes in. I didn't get enough fluid in in the early stages of the race. And although I probably can't make up for that now, let me just get in as much as possible now and hope for the best. Um, but unfortunately, I think it was just too late. Well, Caroline, you've had an amazing run in Comrades, the way you've built up and then going on to win it in 2015. But this year's slogan was, it will humble you. And whether you're at your level right at the back of the field, Comrades is such a long race. It's such a long day. And you can be in a perfect position, but anything can go wrong. Yeah, and I think that that's what makes it so special. Hey? That's why we love Comrades and we keep going back to it because it does humble you and anything can happen. You you can't plan for everything. You go there to have an experience. And although it wasn't quite the experience I was hoping for, I most definitely did have an experience on race day. I think that's the beauty of Comrades. Whether it's good or bad, it's an experience and you, you sort of learn from it. Uh, talking about post-Comrades, I know you sort of haven't been lying back and recovering. You've been on the bike a bit, doing a bit of cross-training. Yes. Um, so before Comrades, I decided that I wanted to do the half Ironman because it's something that I can't really do when I'm in my peak training. So I thought the perfect time to do it was during my downtime after Comrades. So I'm actually really fortunate now that I've got a bit of a distraction from from my disappointments at Comrades and I'm getting to do some cycling and swimming, which is awesome because I love I love the cycling and swimming as well. And as great as running is and, and you get into the rhythm and you sort of love running, with the amount of running that's required to be running ultra marathons, it can get a bit monotonous and repetitive. So especially after the last year and a half, two years that you've had, I think that break for you must almost be like a sort of a breath of fresh air, something new, something exciting. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'll, I'll always love running. Running is definitely my favorite, and I do miss it now. If I, if I felt that my body was ready to start running, I would. But I think after what I put it through, I just need to give it a bit of a break from from the running for now. But I also, you know, I love exercise in any form, and I think that it's just nice to be able to do something else, even when I can't run. And uh, sort of not just exercise. I mean, you, you talk about just being active and maybe from a, a body perspective, you need that break from running, but also probably a mental, mental perspective. Yes, you know, we talked about being fun, exciting, new. I think that mental break to have a little bit of a reset is almost important for your mind as it is for your body. Yes, most definitely. But um, at the same time, I still think that mentally, it's better to be active in one way or another. So whilst I do agree to not run at the moment, I think just doing some form of exercise and living a healthy lifestyle is always important for the mind. Well, very important for the mind. And talking about a healthy lifestyle, a lot of people will train, they'll have their nutrition right, everything up to comrades, and then for the month or so afterwards till they start picking up again, that all goes out the equation. But in terms of lifestyle, I mean, you can binge maybe a little bit, but generally, because you're running less as well, people need to remember that the more calories you're putting in is, is not going to be a good thing. But you would, you would sort of propagate that, keep that lifestyle trend going, don't just have a free-for-all after something like comrades? You know, um, I have 
two sort of ideas in that, I suppose. It's always important to remember what you are putting into your body and keep healthy. But at the same time, you can't live in such an extreme always. So when you are training really hard, you tend to be very careful about what you are eating, what you're drinking. You're worried about absolutely everything. And sometimes you just need to relax a little bit. And if you really want to have that cake, have it, you know. So so I do think that now is probably the time to just relax fully. If you put on a few kilos, you'll lose them quickly when you start training again. Yeah, balance is key. I've always loved the 80 sort of 20 principle. I think it works well. And depriving yourself of something when you really want it is only going to sort of be counterproductive. Caroline, now as we stand, you're training for 70.3 in Durban. Only, you know, it's not too far away. What's the rest of the year looking like for you? Um, I actually haven't thought about the rest of the year at all in terms of races. Um, I think that I'm just going to make sure that my recovery is 100% and then I will discuss it with Lindsay and see what, what ideas he has and what he thinks that we should do to try and make sure that I, I can come back next year and, and reclaim my title. I love that determination once again that you have that drive, that sort of ambition. And just touching back on comrades, there was a lot of talk before the race about what time you'd go for. Will you try to break a record? Will you go sub six? A lot of the journos were saying that was was a big goal. In your mind, sort of what was the plan? What did you set out to do? Um, So I was in two minds about it because I didn't really want to put the pressure on myself of making announcements that I'd be going for the sub six, but but I knew deep down that if I was going to do something, I wanted to try and do something better, something great. And I knew it was also a risk. I mean, you go for something that doesn't get done often and you are putting yourself at risk to fail. But I, uh, on race day, I knew that I wanted to try and get that sub six and that was my plan. Unfortunately, I didn't succeed this time, maybe next time. Looking at the KPMG team, I know it's, you've almost had us, well, we're going on sort of the whole year with them, but you know, what I love about the team is that it's almost like a family, but you're still allowed to sort of do your individual thing. But having Colleen Derek out and you guys really seem to be such a close knit sort of group and such a supportive club to the athletes, aren't they? Yes, I'm so fortunate to be part of that team. They really are the most supportive, amazing people. Um, bringing Colleen out as well was just so special to to have that sort of role model for me, somebody to talk to, discuss training with, and she's such an inspiration. And just in general, I think that we do have that whole family family vibe going on, and it's just really fantastic to be part of that. Caroline, lastly, you know, you've inspired, I'm sure, hundreds, maybe even thousands of women to take up running over the last uh, year or two or even three years. And your story is such an incredible one and people love following it. And, you know, as much as everyone was happy for Shanae Bosman to win this, win this year, and it was fantastic to see her uh, realize that dream as well. You know, people were a little bit upset for you because they have been following your story. But if people were watching and they were thinking, maybe, you know, I would look at doing something like Comrades and then they saw you sort of struggling a bit this year what would you say to them about comrades why even when you have a bad year like that what would keep you coming back and why should you do the race I think that for anybody to go into comrades thinking that it's not going to be a challenge would be a little bit naive, but that's probably the reason why we do it because we want to challenge ourselves and we want to see that we can rise above our weaknesses and our doubts. And um, this year was particularly hard for me, but at the same time, it meant so much more to me because it taught me that when I was struggling my most, I was still able to keep moving and I was able to conquer that. So, so it really was very, very special for me. And um, 
just with regards to Shanae as well, I couldn't have been happier for her to have that moment and that win because I remember how fantastic that was last year. And it's actually just so nice to be able to share that with somebody else. So I'm absolutely thrilled for her. Yeah, I love that camaraderie. And it came across from both your side and her side, which was so amazing to see. And it's just so great to see this sort of revival of women's ultra running in South Africa to have double champions again this year in the men's and women's race was absolutely spectacular. Caroline Vossman, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be looking out for you. Good luck at 70.3. And uh, from myself, David Katz, Mr. Active, we'll be back next week with uh, 32 GI Sports Nutrition. But Caroline, good luck uh, for 70.3 and, and enjoy the change of scenery. Great. Thank you so much, David. It was great chatting to you. 32 GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32 GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors.